live stream on a beautiful Sunday morning in Austin, Texas. Yes, indeed. We are doing this as a present to you guys, a late Christmas present or something. So (laughs) it's an extra pod this week and you can catch it live on YouTube as well. Um, While we are streaming, go ahead and hit us up with your questions and we will answer them on the air. Um, Remember, this is an open conversation, safe place to talk and ask anything that you have questions about Mm -hmm. mental health wise. We're also going to continue our conversation that we started on Friday about emotional regulation and dysregulation. And I think it's going to be pretty funny because we were all super hyped up and having a good time. We want to continue that. And also we want to talk about a video game called Celeste today. If you haven't heard of it, what is it, Donnie? Uh, So Celeste is basically a, um, it's a video game that has uh, recently come out that is, um, let me just make sure this is playing correctly here, Um, that has recently come out uh, talking about uh, very important topics like you know, obviously anxiety, depression, things like that. Um, and overall, uh, it's getting a lot of accolades. Uh, it's been nominated for Game of the Year. It's gone up against huge heavy hitters like God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2. These games that take like six, seven years to make. And Celeste yeah. as a whole took probably a year to two years to make. And it's on everyone's radar right now. And I think the reason why it's on everyone's radar is because the subject matter. Yeah, I think it's and important. if you don't know, yep. this game is about this character called Madeline, mm-hmm. and she goes on an adventure up a mountain where she meets this old woman named Granny, and Granny gives her some advice, and Madeline chooses not to listen. She goes on her own self-awareness journey, and this, how would you describe this game? I wouldn't say, I mean, it's like, I'm not a gamer, so. It's a, it's a 2D throwback, in my opinion. It reminds me a lot of like Metroid in the way you play What's Metro? Metroid. It's Metroid. an original Nintendo game. Yeah, like a Metroidvania type game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Castlevania is another good one that reminds you a little bit of. Um, it's fun. If it's anyone definitely. can... The music's great, matches the storyline so well. Like, there's so many different perks with it, along with the story. Yeah. Like, the story, I think, is the best part of the game overall. So, there's this... Um, obviously, it's a traveling journey of this Madeline girl. And um, she gets to, I guess, the top of the mountain or something. And they're on a gondola... And she has a panic attack because it stops. And she has to regulate her emotions to get through that panic attack. And so she continues on her journey and she experiences some difficulties, right? Which I think metaphorically. I mean, you start off with the first thing, the first thing, and Johnny, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's like the climbing the mountain, right? The whole, the first whole part of the game is climbing the mountain and who doesn't have a mountain to climb? You know, I think that, that's so massive. That is massive. And it's fun to play. It's harder than I expected. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so after... There's a, there's a level, you can turn off that. You can make it easier or harder if you want to. There's a, there's in the settings. There's you didn't a, tell me that. I know I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was trying so hard. And I couldn't like do... Like, you have and to Donnie, what did you think about that? Um, <laughs> overall, I mean, I haven't completed the game yet because I've been so busy with work and everything that it's... Uh, it's really hard to, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously play video games uh, w- when I have work schedule, all that kind of stuff. But I try and get in as much as I can, uh, video gaming as I can when I can. Yeah. Um, and overall, uh, the game itself is just, it's it's weird. It's weird because 
it's, yeah, I'll agree with that. It, it, it's got, it's got, not that it's weird, the subject matter, it's weird that it's not the best looking game. It's very, like, mm -hmm. bare bones, uh, 16-bit. Yeah. It's disrupting the video game environment by going back to the 90s. I just think, I, I, I just think that <laughs> when you have a game like God of War, when you have a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, yep. where they're, they're creating they're, these cinematic experiences that are so close to reality yeah. and the way people are portrayed graphically, we're getting mm -hmm. closer and closer to that. And then you have a game like this. I yeah. know, like the commercials, I can't even tell, especially for that, not Avengers, Battle Battlefield 5. If you or can't something. tell it's real or not anymore, right? No, I see the commercial, I'm like, what? wait, mm -hmm. was that a video game commercial? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. yeah. And that's crazy to me because yep. that means one thing to me, one thing alone. This game is where it is right now because of the subject matter. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. It's important. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. People are yep. giving it the accolades that it's getting because more than likely people it's that are stuff, playing it that it's affecting them suffer with MI. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Along with that, I mean, like the storyline, and then them adding actually good gameplay and making it challenging, and you know, like it's definitely a challenge. I mean, like it keeps track of how many times you die, but it doesn't put you down for it. I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can make a joke about attempted suicide in a video game. <laughs> no, but it's like you know, you're playing a game, and like every time you like you have to start over and all this other stuff, you get frustrated, you want to quit. This just keeps track of it, but it doesn't necessarily hold you back from the game. Yeah, I like games where you don't have to start over from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Didn't you it's get really a cool. feeling? Didn't you get a feeling the game was going to be a bit different than what you expected? The minute you start yeah. and you run into that old lady. Oh, that yeah. And she's like, "What's her problem?" Like, I know, like, right? Nope. There was like nothing happening. Like the old lady was like, "You're not going to be able to make it up the mountain." She's like, "What's your deal?" I know, like, right? The dialogue is so intricate for for a two D side scroller. Yeah. And that's yep. my favorite part of video games is the story because I'll watch Matthew play video games all the time because Sometimes. I get so frustrated. I mean, my family will vouch for me on this. I am not a good loser. She's not a good comp You don't want to compete with Paige. She's a very sore loser. I will make up my own rules. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but a part of it that I really liked too was or when Madeline gets to a very difficult place, she meets a part of herself, a mm -hmm. part of Madeline. Mm -hmm. And she first is angry at her and lashes out and doesn't accept her and part of Madeline gets sad too and so granny comes back and in my experience kind of like a therapist like hey maybe she's angry because you're not accepting her go yeah. talk to part of Madeline and maybe you can come together mm -hmm. so Madeline talks to part of Madeline and even though part of Madeline was pissed off that Madeline was yeah. ignoring her they talked it out and she accepted the other part of her and absolutely they come together and I think that is radically accepting if you have anxiety or depression or in this case it could be disassociative identity disorder because she's seeing a part of her and that could be a lot of I, things I, too you know but I, I mean also to me I take it a little bit differently what did you take on that Donnie I'm just curious on your point of view because I think mine's a little bit different than Paige's on that aspect of the game, I, I think that uh, I think that video games as a whole is becoming a medium that is becoming it's bigger than the film industry right now, right? It's getting yeah. more. Shout out on from, Twitch. Yeah, yeah, it's getting <laughs> it's getting big, more revenue than the film industry right now. Yep. Hands down, GTA Five is considered the number one selling piece of entertainment in history. Yeah, and that's that's insane. Um, 
PS4 just put out their numbers. They sold 92 million units at $500 a piece. So there's money to be made here. So I think with that in mind, when it comes to um, the the idea, the storylines behind these games, it's not... And you're relaying a message. Yeah, it's it's becoming more that video games are, are less about getting to a certain point in a certain way for a certain achievement and more about the experience and you see that with titles like red dead like god of war like celeste like red dead the underlying story of red dead is a guy that is so bad but he's trying to be good and he doesn't know what to do and his psyche and and the the gang psyche around him is crumbling right before his eyes then you have god of war that's talking about fatherhood and how hard fatherhood can be and then you have and then you have Celeste is talking about MI and, de- and anxiety and, and, and depression and how that affects yeah. somebody that could be from super old to a young girl. You know, like yeah. you, you don't, you don't, there's no, it seems like these games that are getting, even The Last of Us, like that game itself. Is, oh my God, I remember The Last of Us. You yeah, have to survive. Like spoilers if you haven't beaten it yet, but like the first 10 minutes of the game, uh, your daughter dies in your arms. Like, right, like, yep. and, and that's how they, it's like, and how Joel deals with that. So all these games that are getting on people's radars are yeah. less about the gameplay and more about the story that is being told about the person's mental psyche and how they deal with everyday situations. Those are the yeah. games that are getting put on everyone's map right now. Definitely. Yeah, they are. Well, I think that just goes along with this. Like that. Video games have always been an outlet for a lot of people, and just now it's become more mainstream where people are into them. It's more accessible. Um, you know, when Nintendo came friends? out, yeah, when Nintendo first came out, I mean, that thing was ridiculously expensive. I mean, it was very not affordable. I mean, cartridges back in those days were like 30 bucks, which is equal to like 75, 80 bucks now. Yeah. You know, like you didn't have a lot of video games. Um, and so I think the medium just has taken a long time to evolve into a place where like people, I mean, it's so mainstream now. Like everybody I know, like, I mean, people I work with watch people on Twitch while they're working. Yeah. Um, you know, I, which is something new to me, but like, you know, it's, it's massive. So we'll have hundreds and thousands of followers. Right. You know, we, we live in Austin, right? And like, if you go to like the right. Silicon Valley of Austin, which is like Palmer, Palmer Lane, mm-hmm. that's where like all like the major Apple, Google, um, yep. and like you see everybody walking around now with Nintendo Switches. Yeah. It's like when I worked in San Francisco. They, they thought that was going to be a massive failure. To, like, no, nah, maybe not a massive failure, but now we're seeing that that's where everything is moving to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be the future. Yeah. A lot of people. Sheila and I were looking at the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. You want to call it Nintendo Twitch? <laughs> also, if you're looking at our live feed, you can see part of the Celeste game. Thanks, Donnie, for putting that up. Yeah, for sure. All right, so in our second part of this podcast, um, since we're talking about Celeste and her, how she travels, we're going to continue our conversation about emotional regulation. So what do you think emotions do for you, Matthew? Who they're kind of all over the place. I really don't know what they do for me. No? Nope. Donnie, what do you think? Emotions? emotions? Yeah. They're really uh, bad. Just the ball from down deep okay. inside. Emotions can be, uh, I think emotions are kind of our, um, emotions are our regulatory response to everything that occurs in the real world, right? Like you have, uh, crying for something that's sad. You have smiling for something that's happy. You have to make it as bare bones as possible, but are those emotions or are those how you react to your emotions or how you show that you have that emotion? 
I think that people. I, I mean, people are, people are. Yeah, but then you then you then you have to take into consideration how different people are. Some people get sad and they never show it. Exactly. Some people want to cry and they won't because they believe that that'll make them look weak. So there's mm-hmm. so many yep. different. It's like a spider web, of of. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen Matt. Um, like that's a good example. You just looked at him, but it, I've seen Paige. <laughs> I've seen Paige kind of with stuff happening on this podcast. I've seen Paige break down and like cry right in front of me, and it's like yeah. that is so raw and so brave and so emotional and so. But then you see Matthew, who, who, you know, obviously there's no secrets here. You guys are Irish just. <laughs> You guys are in a relationship and you see Matthew who his face isn't one of somebody that's just normal, but his face <laughs> is one of somebody that is sad put in the for you. Think you. You can tell that he's sad yeah. for you, but there's no tears, right? There's yeah. no crying. So it's like, how do you explain that? Exactly. So emotional emotions, oh. um, they motivate and organize your actions and reactions and they communicate and influence others. like. When we were um, recording the last podcast, we were all really happy, right? And we were feeding off each other's happiness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they also communicate to ourselves. Yeah. Um, like that feeling of happiness. I'm feeling happy because I'm smiling, <laughs> right? So yep. the trouble starts when emotions start to get dysregulated. So you're sitting in an emotion when it's no longer justified, um, such as anger. I mean, you mm-hmm. can feel anger, but when it's no longer justifiable for you to sit mm-hmm. in that state of anger, then you have to start re-regulating your emotions. Um, I, by identifying and observing that emotion, you can describe it. Okay, how yeah. am I sitting? Am I feeling stress in my back? What is that saying that I'm, or, you know, things mm-hmm. in your back, then you're stressed or you're frustrated or angry. And um, when you start really observing your emotions and putting words on those emotions, then they are going to it's going to decrease the unwanted um, amount of those unwanted emotions that yeah. cause you to be dysregulated. And um, it also decreases emotional suffering if you're aware of how you're feeling. And if I'm sad or depressed, yeah. then I know now because I've been, you know, not dealing with my MI, but, you know, living through it, getting help. And a lot of these things that I'm talking about, basically everything. I'm not a medical <laughs> professional. Duh. So I've learned <laughs> yeah. it through dialectical behavioral therapies, um, which I went to Seton Memorial. Mm-hmm. And also there are a lot of resources out there um, also that you can go and look at. Um, and they are out there. And also, since we're talking about emotional dysregulation, there is a disorder, and it's it's a called emotional dysregulation, just with an I D Y S regulation, and it's a mood disorder that affects one in three Americans, and that's only people who have come out and said, "I'm having these symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like, should I get help? Is it a mood disorder?" Um, some symptoms of emotional dysregulation is trying to control others or others' relationships. Um, you know, how the manipulative effect mm-hmm. uh, that is not healthy if you're trying to control someone else's. Um, always searching for someone to blame for a problem, a sense of entitlement, which I think in Celeste, you kind of had a sense of entitlement. Like, I'm not going to listen yep. to Granny. I'm going to go do this. Absolutely. My, my way and then living in denial that the part of Madeline wasn't really a part of her. Right. So the causes of emotional dysregulation and also borderline personality disorder, um, Matthew, it's not in the DSM. What do you have to say about emotional dysregulation? We were talking about it earlier, how 
it's still controversial. No, that that's, it's not, even a that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about multiple personality disorder. Oh, okay. That was different. Yeah. So Different conversation. Different right. time. So treatment for emotional dysregulation is, you know, you can go inpatient, outpatient, therapy, medication, well, seeing your psychiatrist. Now, what you're talking about here is you're talking about somebody that has problems showing any kind of emotion and they feel like that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or they can't regulate them and they kind of jump all over. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not too familiar with this. Yeah. It, it harkens back to that old school mentality of like if you hold stuff in long enough, you'll explode. It yep. definitely takes a willingness to become self-aware enough to get help. And also, there, this MI is not something that you can just cure or fix. No. It's something that you need to, you know, seek. But, I mean, it's also like you think about that concept. Everybody deals with bouts of depression through their life. For the most part, everyone's going to experience it, which is a diagnosable disorder. And everybody can cross the line into some into a place where you need extra help. That's okay. A lot of things that we're talking about here – People might not even have a diagnosis for it, but you still have, might have symptoms or might need some help. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always the self-awareness aspect, in my personal opinion. Like, becoming self-aware is the hardest thing we can do as humans, uh, at least in my personal opinion. Uh, know thyself, right? And um, it's hard to do. That's like in the game. So less had a hard time believing that. That Like, I look at her doppelganger as kind of her her trauma, her psycho, like the issues in her life that she, her past that she couldn't handle or couldn't live with on a regular basis. So she tried to separate herself from them. Um, and then she realized that that was a part of her. And also we can talk about third party forms of self harm, right? She's putting herself in maybe a situation that isn't very safe because maybe she doesn't I mean, really care that much. See, but I wouldn't go that with her in this game because she's actually trying to overcome it. She's trying to climb the mountain. She knows there's something wrong, and she sees this as a solution to her problem. Uh, and I think that's, you know, a much more – like, in my opinion, that's what makes it happy is you have this person who doesn't quite know what's wrong but knows there's something going on, is looking for help, and willing to take the challenge of becoming self-aware. Mm -hmm. Like climbing the mountain to get to the point where you can face yourself – it, she has panic attacks. She can't deal with it. It's so difficult. But then she's like, I just climbed this mountain. It's got kicked back off. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to make this happen. Because I want to yep, I, I want to feel better. And um, that's... I want to feel better. Yep, just like better, that song. Better, you know? And better, I think that's, better. for me, what Celeste's... Like, the journey in Celeste is about is more becoming self-aware, realizing it's not easy, and then keep on going. But a lot of people you know, at that point might need to seek extra help because it's going to be very difficult when you're faced with yourself sometimes. I actually want to say, I want to ask people out there who watch this show, um, if you uh, if you like, if you're into games and you watch this show because you're also dealing with MI and what have you, uh, please uh, feel free to let us know, email page, let us know if this